Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Trek to the Holodeck. I'm Dylan. I'm Darius. I'm Jan. And with us today, we have a very special guest. Kevin Bartelt. Chef Kevin. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Chef Kevin, this has not been rehearsed. We haven't discussed this prior. Why are you, why, how would people know you? Why, why are you relevant? <laughs> I'm not, but if they were to know me, it would be from my work as a podcast producer at the uh, comedy network called Earwolf. Um, and I did a Blue Apron ad where I was described as the company's chef. And I make meals for everyone. (laughs) And uh, so they started saying, I'm Chef Kevin. So that name has stuck. And that's a free shout out for Blue Apron, even though... uh, You're welcome, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're not copyright infringing anything that Blue Apron does. Yeah, not sponsored by Blue Apron. (laughs) Not even a little bit. Um, Not not even a tiny bit. But here on Trek to the Holodeck, we do the really hard work of definitively ranking every single Holodeck episode that's ever existed. That's what yeah. we do. That's why we're here. Yeah. And if you don't know what the holodeck is, if you're like listening to this for the first time and you've never seen Star Trek, it is a room on all these ships that basically does VR for you, but without the goggles. So you walk in, you tell it where you want to go, and it brings it up in like holographic technology around you and you feel like you're there. Mm-hmm. And because we're trying to rate these, every single one of these episodes, no matter how much holodeck content there is in it, like it could be half a second or it could be 27 minutes or, or the whole episode. Uh, we had to create a, an objective, perfect system for rating that. Mm-hmm. And it's called the Drask system. Would somebody <laughs> like to go down? <laughs> Dialogue is the D. Romance is the R. Action is the A. Suspense is the first S. Camp is the C. And stakes is the last and second S in Drask's. It's a super perfect system that has never led us astray. It's perfect, so don't question the Drasks. I will the, say uh, we did a great job coming up with a name for the Drasks because it kind of sounds similar to the Lacars. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it does. <laughs> um, and what we're judging is is if somebody's like on the holodeck of the episode where they just like walk out of it and they're like, hey, Jared, what's up? And you kind of see a little peep of it. We're judging that one. Uh, and we're also judging the ones that are just like like the majority of the Voyager episodes that are just all on the holodeck. <laughs> so the, like, it takes the- place in the holodeck. <laughs> if we see the holodeck, we're covering it, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so uh, um, this week, I think we're doing, uh, we're doing, I know we're doing, The Next Generation's Schisms from Season 6, Episode 5, which was released... 19 October 1992. So I think they they also themed this to be spooky. Spooky. Uh, Spooky. Because it's it's a spooky episode. So uh, grab some candy corn. Grab some some, pumpkin. If you have a pumpkin, just grab it and hold it. (laughs) Just hold it. (laughs) Just hold it. (laughs) Just hold it. And come with us on our... Track, Track to the Believe these simulations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Not that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. 
So, Kevin, how much Star Trek have you seen? Just, yeah. just uh, to kick it off. Give us a I, rundown of your Star Trek history. Very little. Uh, I've seen two of the movies in the early 2000s, right? There were a few, mm-hmm. one or two that came out around that time that were in the zeitgeist. I'm making that up. Why did I not fucking think about the this next generation before? movies? <laughs> hey, can we get Kevin off of this podcast? I think <laughs> that was fun, but that was your only chance to impress us. <laughs> um, yes, I've seen, but probably what's better is, um, that I lived with Darius for a few months. And so I got to watch a lot with him. Um, and it is very relaxing. Um, and just like watching this one, I just felt so like relaxed with um it's like light problem solving. Not light <laughs> for them because they're dealing with like a schism like Terra in the universe, but like, oh man, look at these guys work together and they're yeah. like Yeah. That's know. one of the best descriptions of most Star Trek episodes that I've ever heard. It's just like light problem solving. <laughs> it totally is. It's like the it's the ultimate like workplace simulator. Yeah. Like this is how you like Picard is like this is how you should be a manager, right? Because like this yeah. is how you're middle management. This yeah. you know like this is how you run totally. projects. Like oh, this is people, how how you're second in command. Yeah, this I is like oh, this is your like your graphic designers. Like maybe we can like realign the tachyons. I'm like okay, that works. Right. Uh, does that work yeah. with you, uh, marketing? I think that's <laughs> we why can like, do that within a couple hours. I think that's why like over emotional Trek when they try to bring it into like now and it's really emotional feels weird because you're like wait no all the other trek they were yeah. like oh the uh, <laughs> ship's gonna blow up in five seconds all right all let right. me uh put my fingers on this thing and all right i think we fixed it and everyone's like really calm <laughs> There's nothing where's my light on. problem solving track <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bring back light problem solving track i love it that reminds me dylan like makes me think of like astronauts and how astronauts are kind of notoriously boring because they're just like yeah i mean the module exploded and um you know we went through the checklist is what we do when my eyeball could get sucked out of this window at any moment yeah so i understand the math i know how to work it and we just work the problem and uh then we saw they've also been trained to be like super calm under all of these situations which is another thing that i really noticed in this episode uh we rarely see anybody run on the Enterprise. Never. And there's a few moments in this episode where you're like, you should be running right I now. Think you should run. You guys are just like walking with a little bit of speed. Not even a lot. You aren't even speed walking. You're like walking with a little bit of speed. No one would walk past you and be like, something's wrong with them. They'd be like, oh, they're just walking a little faster. Just maintain a, a, an air of just casual, like, what's going on? Oh, I'm there was an EPS explosion in the cargo. I'm just going to go. Wait, that sounds yeah. terrible. To, oh, yeah. I mean, like, like probably 99% mortality, but it's got to be there in the next minute or two. What's, what's yeah. up? What's going on with you? I don't want to, I don't want to alarm anybody by running past them. If I ran, <laughs> you know, that would cause a panic. Panic. Yeah. Um, um, I've been lucky to record LeVar Burton's podcast a handful of times. And he is like similarly so incredibly chill and like, beyond nice just like the nicest human being ever and i just really enjoy like one time this was like when we're in like a rickety studio the sound panel like fell down 
And he just kind of like casually walked over and was like, hey, Kev, um, one of the uh, walls is falling off. Um, I was wondering if you could help me out. And I got like a power drill and put it back, like paneled it back up together. And he was like, my man, Kev. And I was like, thanks, LeVar Burton. And then he was just so incredibly nice. So like watching him on this, I was like, there's LeVar. He's Everybody, like you heard that right. Uh, Kevin Bartell uh, recorded a few episodes oh, of Jordy LaForge's podcast. That's so <laughs> awesome. I remember Dylan texted me on like Christmas a few years ago and was like, LeVar Burton just gave you a shout out on his podcast. I'm oh like, my it's because I fixed the sound panel. <laughs> I remember I was listening to his podcast and then mm. I heard him shout you out and I was like, I like backed it up because I was like, what the fuck? Did, yeah. Was, was that what I heard? It was like Jan's dream. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but he's so cool. So it made me just immediately happy seeing him. Um, he makes me so happy just ha- whenever he's in Trek. I've got a little pop vinyl of him. He's the one like little little Trek guy that I have. It sounds like he's nicer even than Jordy is. And because like, you know, Jordy is yeah. written a little bit more yeah. flawed. But like, yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's just very heartening to hear that. Like, oh, it's not disappointing at all. He's just. Yeah. He's fantastic. Great. It's so nice to hear that. He he gave me a shout out and like said my last name incorrectly, which is pretty common. Everyone says Bartlett and it's Bartelt. And the producer like kind of quickly corrected him. And I was like, oh, don't worry about it. You don't even need to do this. And he was like, no, I insist. And then like six months later, he came back and was like, Kevin Bartelt, how you doing? And, like oh. immediately remembered. Like the, <laughs> That's you awesome. could tell he's just like knows the little things. It was so cool. That's things that make so people nice. feel really good. Yeah. I really like I um, grew up with with LeVar. I know we're talking a lot about LeVar, but like I mean, watching Reading Rainbow and Reading the Rainbow, Next Generation. Yeah. And for me, I was like, he was like top hero for me because like I loved all yeah. the other characters, but I saw him on two shows. And I think that was the first time as a kid that I understood that actors were different from their characters, but yeah. they could mm-hmm. both be like awesome. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he, he's he's talking about books, which I love. And also <laughs> <Yeah>. he's Jordy. <laughs> he's talking about books. <laughs> Yeah, I, know. I love books. <laughs> I love books. I'm really trying to like target like really nerdy people right now, and and, and get, hell yeah, 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 hell yeah. I have one last Lavar story. Please um, do it. He, Seth Green did comedy Bang Bang, and like him, Seth and Lavar know each other, and Lavar was walking past the studio to do his podcast, and then Seth was like, "Wait, Lavar." And then Lavar like poked his head in and was like, "Seth, how are you? So great!" To, like immediately, so warm and nice. Mm. And Lavar's like, "What are you doing, Seth?" And he's like, oh, "I'm doing this comedy podcast. It's called Comedy Bang Bang." And he goes, "Comedy Bang Bang, huh, you're gonna be incredible." And I was <laughs> just like, he literally left, and everyone was like immediately in a better mood. Like, yeah, we're gonna do great. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> he said, like, it's, you were meant to do this. It was so positive. Oh, man. It's I'm so s- nice to hear that people are nice. There's, like, some nice <laughs> right? people no. out there. 2020 God. and just in general the last, like, half decade has been so miserable. I get so emotional whenever people are just, like, He's what nice. people should be like. Like, oh, it's yeah. He's nice people. <laughs> He's a normal, nice person. <laughs> Let's uh let's get into a little bit of uh a little bit of the credits here. Uh TNG Schisms was the season six, episode five. Uh Jan already said this. It was on uh, they were they aired at nineteenth of October in nineteen ninety two. Uh mm-hmm. it was written by and the teleplay was by Brennan Braga. BB. 
BB. BB. And the story um, why the story was by Jean Louise uh, Jean Louise Matthias, I believe. She's a, a female writer. We like to point that out whenever it happens because it's rare. It's Not rare, a lot yeah. of them in old Trek. <laughs> yeah, and Ron Wilkerson, who uh, I think their most notable contribution to the Trek canon is Lower Decks, because now that's a TV show as well. The episode, yeah, rad. Uh, it was directed by Robert Weimer, Weimer, and uh, the music is by our good friend Denny Mac. Denny Mac. Denny Mac. Dennis McCarthy. Who I think mostly phoned it in this episode, except for like one moment. This episode could have had a lot more spooky music. And it yeah. would have made the episode a little creepier. Do you Come know on, who Denny really would have killed this episode? Ron Jones. Ron, Ron Jones would not Ron have Jones. killed it. Ron Jones would have killed it. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, uh, Chef Kev, uh, Ron Jones <laughs> did the first few seasons of The Next Generation. And that guy, every once in a while, he'd be like, you know Blade Runner? You know Vangelis? I'm going to go... <laughs> That times ten, amazing. He, he would just go wild. Yeah, get we get weird. really into the uh, we love the the music by credit in this yeah. episode. Yeah, I, <laughs> it would have been cool if during the holodeck when they were like, um, "Play uh, computer, play click sounds, make them faster." Now add a spooky bass guitar. <laughs> uh, now can I get uh, some synth, but like low synth. Cool. Minor I'm really synth. loving this jam. This jam's good, but what could bring this even better? <laughs> they just like completely get off off topic. Off completely. topic. Completely. Cool. Can There's, we add some smoke? Can we add some smog? Can we? Add, I think they're sitting smoke. on the table like brainstorming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what we all shared and experienced together was scary, but what if it were spookier? <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, uh we also got some guest star shout outs uh mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. lonnie chapman as ensign lynn which uh i don't know if any any y'all seen rat race but uh she plays Whoopi goldberg's daughter in uh the, the infamous what is it squirrel I, scene or whatever yeah <laughs> they get squirrels i knew i recognized her face the minute i saw her on screen i was like is that who yeah. is that? How do I know that? I've seen her in a movie or something. And now that you say rat race and that, that scene where they are in the car and they're looking, they're lost. Like Kathy, completely lost. Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. The lady from Misery. Is that yeah. Kathy Bates? I think it's and Kathy Titanic Bates. Titanic and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why it, Misery like, was. They like pull over and she's got this like nut stand on the side of the road. Feed the squirrels. <laughs> nut stand. <laughs> And they're asking for directions, but they're kind of being dicks about it because they're in a they're in the rat race, right? And she just gives them, like the the minute they're a dick to her, she's like, "Fine, I'm give here's the directions." Gives them a, a bag of nuts or whatever, and they're going mm -hmm. on these directions, and the directions take them onto like a bumpy, non paved part of this desert road, and they're like, "What's going on?" And then they see all these signs. I can't remember what the signs say. They say one by one. They say you. Should have bought a <laughs> squirrel, and then they go off this cliff into this like this trench of of wrecked cars with skeletons everywhere. Like this lady's murdered a bunch of people. Me and Darius are huge rat trench, race fans. Trench of trench of this is the best part. Trench of wrecked cars. It's like a junkyard, and a skeleton pops up out of nowhere and lands on their windshield and they both start screaming. Yeah, it's got a little <laughs> At bag. At that point, 
they start yeah. screaming at that yes, point. At that point, yeah. <laughs> I I remember seeing that movie in the early two thousands and enjoying it. I couldn't tell you much of, at all about it. Was Jerry O'Connell in that? Is John Lovitz in that? John Lovitz is in it. Uh, uh, Rowan Atkinson, Seth Green is in it. Right. Yeah, um, Lavar's friend. Lavar's friend. It was a big part of our childhood. It was a big part of our childhood. We we love Rat Race. I remember seeing it as a kid and, and really enjoying it. I don't remember a ton of the details, but my favorite reference to it in like modern TV is my favorite show, Joe Para Talks With You, oh, where he does a like Rat Race style um, <laughs> game with Such his neighbors. And, and one of his neighbors is Mark... Uh, I think it's Borchat from American Movie, the lead from the documentary American Movie. Oh my and, god! Uh, yeah, I will spoil it just for the sake of this joke. So apologies. I mean, they're like Do. ten minute episodes. Do it. But he gets like so excited and so hyper because someone's like, "What's what's Rat Race?" And he spends like six minutes plotting, like hashing out <laughs> every single scene of Rat Race, and then someone like tells him that his grandmother passed away and then it like fades to it like him crying but just the contrast is like insane joe parrot talks with you is such a great show oh it's the best god (sighs) anyway let's we're gonna rifle through these guest star shout outs yeah we're Uh, really going fast sorry (laughs) clip is it's it's breathtaking it's brisk uh len thorley as mott the uh uh guy who cuts your hair guy the yeah, barber, the, yeah, the, the barber, hairstylist, the, <laughs> the haircut guy, uh, Angelina Fordelisi, Fordelisi, um, as the non-crew member who is abducted. Okay, this lady. We, we're hold on. Who we're gonna talk is about this that. person? We we, we got to save that. <laughs> <laughs> we can't talk about that yet. Um, I, I agree with the who is this person? Why? <laughs> Why? Why even have this character? <laughs> and Ticey Boone as uh or Tice Boone or Tice Bun or however you say his name as who Edward is? Hagler. And I don't want guys we're gonna talk about this later. Cause I almost didn't even put Tice Boone in, in this list, but He's he plays Edward Hagler, who is a lieutenant who dies. He's literally in one shot of this episode. He's never seen before or after in Star Trek, but his prof his <laughs> real life story is insane. So I want to talk about it later. But oh my I'm just God. planting that seed. Uh, Damn. Great. Yeah. Well, let's 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 get into it. I think let's do a quick quick rundown, and then we can yeah. <laughs> let's do a yeah. quick thirty to forty five minute rundown <laughs> of this rundown. episode. Well, essentially, what happens is like. Uh, Everyone is like not sleeping well. They think they're sleeping the whole night, but the moment their head hits the pillow, they just immediately get up and they're like, "That's horrifying." Yeah, that's I was legit. That's terrible. It sounds like it's like being in your thirties. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> this episode's actually a metaphor for being thirty. <laughs> I mean, Riker did probably just turn thirty. So. He probably yeah. is. I think. Dude, <laughs> when he wakes up, his hair is fucking bonkers. It yeah. looks like like his big brother gave him a noogie and then like threw him out into the scene. It looks like it looks like he woke up, took a ha- like got his hair wet, took a hair a blow dryer and just went like this in front of his face. Like just r- ran it in front of his face for 10 seconds. I just want to make a few notes. I think Riker's betting is everything about 
sleeping in the, in the 24th century looks so uncomfortable. I so just, uncomfortable. Yeah, I disagree. I think the atmosphere is so comfortable. The I would sleep looks like, like it's a made baby. Out of, like the pim- metal the makes it. It looks like it's made out of like a space blanket, which sounds That's, like it would make too much noise yeah. and be gross. <laughs> hey man, give me a milk hot toddy and I'll sleep anywhere. <laughs> a hot milk toddy. Hot milk toddy. I love Riker's face when when she's like, "Yeah, it's a hot." You're giving me a hot milk toddy. Are you fucking kidding me? We're in the 27th century or whatever, and you can't give me something else for this. You can hypospray me to sleep, right? Like in the 20th century, Tiger Woods crashed his car because Ambien was too effective. You can't, you can't prescribe me anything that's better than this. The one thing I wish they would have done, if I was directing this episode, I would have had it happen, uh, is once he gets into his room and he re- and he replicates the hot milk toddy and he takes a sip of it, I would have had him like give the look of like. It's actually pretty, pretty good, good. Yeah. Yeah. because like I get she it. has the she has the line of like yep. it's Picard's great aunt's recipe, and it's oh, actually okay. pretty good. Like <laughs> that would have been a funny callback. <laughs> For some reason, I thought you were gonna say he takes a sip and immediately starts getting drowsy, and he's like, "Oh, oh my lord!" <laughs> <laughs> it just like falls down on the bed. I'm so woozy. I'm so woozy. Funny. I'm so woozy. We just, Kevin, we last episode we did was Lower Decks. Um, it, it, it'll release this week. Uh, well, it released two weeks ago, I guess, or I don't know when. But, Whatever. Uh, was a Lower Decks episode that Tim Robinson was uh, a guest star on. And one of his lines really? is just like, yeah. yeah, one of his lines is just like, I'm, I'm so, so woozy. <laughs> we spent like, 45 minutes of that episode just talking about Tim Robinson because oh he's God. so good. That rocks. That's a good uh, entry point, you know, uh, for, for Star Trek, yeah. actually. I think Lower Decks is, is really yeah. good. You should watch Lower Decks. It's very yeah. accessible. Yeah. Um, totally. So, so yeah, every, nobody's sleeping. <laughs> Data's doing poetry. Yes, let's talk about this Data And this is like the scene. second scene, which yeah. is so cool, This is the too. cold open. This is yeah. like everything that happens pre-credits. Can I just say they did a great job in this scene of making you feel like everyone in the audience during yeah. data <laughs> reading poetry? Because there was a point in this where I was like, why are stop, we still watching stop. this? Yeah. Why is this scene still going? <laughs> There's a lot of like uncomfortable, like moving in chair movement too. that. I feel like the director's note was like, imagine constipation. And <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like kind of like going... Uh, but yeah, the poem rocks. The poem is like bad, but it's also perfectly bad. So I want to give props. I'm assuming it's BB Brandon Braga who wrote it because it's, it's, it, the form and the structure of it is perfect. It's so impressive Mm -hmm. and also perfectly boring. (laughs) And the way data sits on the chair when he's reading his poetry, when you get the shots from like the side, his hands are like dropped down and like dead weight, like like yes. arms, like hands out, like he's sprinting in that weird Tom Cruise way of like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love that they do hold on this scene because about like halfway through it, I was like, there is no show on television right now that yeah. would spend two minutes totally on this mm-hmm. fucking scene. And they just hang on it and hang on it. And there's some gold, especially yeah. when you, you get to see Worf, uh, the Klingon with the hair, 
just like wanting to murder something. <laughs> he's you like, can see it. He's <laughs> like, after this, I'm going to kill so many people in the holodeck. I am going to go to the holodeck and I'm going to rip so many heads off. I cannot even describe how many heads are going to get ripped off. And this is there's like the, at this ahead, point we only know that Riker has been losing sleep. We don't know that. There's like multiple people on this ship who have been losing sleep and multiple people in this room who have been losing sleep. So it makes total sense that Worf would want to murder somebody right now. There's a, like a back-to-back shot that I really like of when everyone gets up because they're assuming it's done. And then he goes, for my ninth poem, like that's <laughs> that's really funny. But then also the reaction shot of like Picard and everyone being like, like like trying to hold it in is so funny. <laughs> That's it's why so this scene's so good is because yeah. in a show today, he'd go, and now for my ninth poem, and they'd cut away, but you get the extra juice, the extra minute, everyone going, ah, fucking shit. Yeah. And then Riker falling asleep, and then Deanna Troy like nudging him to wake up, and then him start to clap because he's like, uh, I, uh, I woke up, I'm here, I'm here. You have anticipated my dinner, mom. <laughs> Which is so funny. <laughs> However, the sentiment is appreciated. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I saw a tweet thread, you know, months ago or whatever. Who knows? Time is a flat circle. And uh, it was somebody who, uh, an autistic person saying like, this scene is actually awesome in a way because everybody's supportive. And this is kind yeah. of a really like autistic poem. You know, like this is how you would relate to your cat. Like yeah. it's very loving in a very logical, structured way. Yeah. Uh, and this is also how I would react when somebody is like emotional in a way that is considered not right. But anyways, it was it's yeah. very sweet. And like I, I keep getting um, surprised by how many ways people are inspired or re- feel represented by Star Trek, which like, yeah, yeah. So that's it's really cool. Even when LaForge like is trying to give him the notes and he's like, I don't process emotion. You can like lay it on me. He's still gentle about it, like, yeah. which is cool. Like. I I love it's that you so can positive. S- yeah. you can see the like disdain behind his eyes though where he's like I'm trying to be really positive and nice but in his head he's like your poem fucking sucks dude yeah <laughs> it's like not good what it's missing is like having emotions and being a human you know like is the core of what he's saying is like not being a fucking robot but data's like oh cool that's a good note cool. thank you thank you yeah <laughs> I love that that he was like I'm always growing as an artist yeah <laughs> he basically tells data like hey dude um you know how you're trying to be human you're failing you're, you're not failing. there yet. You're Miserably, not that. Like, <laughs> the thing is, but everyone's though, like, so nice and supportive about it. That this whole show with Data is, yeah. is great. Like the thing is, Data is being emotional in the way that he can. Like he really mm-hmm. is. Like he he loves his cat, and he has listed every single thing that he loves about his cat. Yeah. And I think it's kind of a failure. I know this was like really far ahead of its time in 1992, but like really, everybody would be like, yeah, like you love your cat, and this is how you know how to express that. So yeah. you, I would be emotional in that sense. I'd be like, yeah, actually, I'm, that did elicit an emotional response. I'm going to go to like a poetry open mic and take his poem and read yeah. it <laughs> and see what people do. Ode to spot. Ode, ode to, spot. to spot. I like how he, there's the dramatic pause, like ode to spot. It's to like, spot. yeah, okay, it's, it's your cat. Yeah, we got well, it. Because yeah. it leaves you hanging though, because you're like, is he just going to say, Ode? Is it just gonna be ode? <laughs> um, oh, so funny. so and after the credits, uh, we end up finding out that uh, multiple people have had this thing happen because basically Jordy's. Well, they find out. Oh man, 
this episode, honestly, everything that's happening in this episode is spooky, but there are a few times for me that it becomes almost a certified snoozer because I'm just like, <laughs> good guys, joke. <laughs> guys, what are we, what are we doing right now? It gets, what? it gets yeah. really lost in the techno babble at times. Yeah. It's a techno babble. So Jordy, I think the inciting incident technically is Jordy being like, Hey, uh, I just invented some new technology, uh, ship it. <laughs> and that Hold on moment. a second though. Too, ship it. On that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jordy says that like he and Data have come up with this, right? Like yeah. there's a point where Data says that he kind of like figured out like how to make this work and Jordy just kind of had the idea. And then later on in the episode, Jordy's just like, well, the new LaForgeray is online. And I was like, so you didn't give Data any credit whatsoever? You just called it the LaForgeray? Like, I was thinking about this too. Like how many... You know that every every week, Starfleet gets a memo, and it's like, oh, we, uh, Jordy LaForge just invented a new thing. I guess we'll just put it in the machine. Like we'll put it in the patent or whatever. <laughs> like, God, there's like fifty five. The, the LaForge brand has Jesus. so many things from the Enterprise, <laughs> but every single one of them, we don't know this. It like Data really polished it and fixed yeah. it and made it work. This yeah, one's totally. called the LaForge Solo Made All By Myself Act. <laughs> okay. All right. LaForge, I'm a guys. one-man band. LaForge, I'm the perfect engineer. What is up with these? So this one's LaForge called things. LaForge, I created a girlfriend in the holodeck. <laughs> actually, I, I try that one. She's really cool. She's real nice. She's actually very nice. So <laughs> She's actually super nice. <laughs> Uh, uh, so um, yeah, that's technically the inciting incident, and it's hard to keep track of. But basically, once he does that, some weird shit starts happening, including some spooky stuff in a cargo bay. Yeah, yeah we get some tetrion particle, tetrion <laughs> emissions going on in the. <laughs> in and there's like a security alert. Yeah, one of my favorite parts of this episode is when they go to the the bay and they're like, oh shit, it's coming from here and they open it and there's dudes that don't even look like they work on the ship <laughs> and they're like, what's up guys? And they're like, uh, they're like I guess nothing. Uh... <laughs> I was going to say, there's people on Enterprise, which we find out later too, who work on the Enterprise who don't have uniforms. With weird-ass uniforms. Who don't, because I'm guessing they're not a part of Starfleet. They're, they're a part enlisted. of their own, like, union. I don't know. <laughs> their reaction was, like, my, like, character in that scene making food. Like, hey, uh, no, I know. I'm, 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 I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> supposed to be here yeah. definitely they're, supposed to be there's here. just like a class of starfleet employees that are like they get it on they get on the enterprise and we're not sure what to do with them they're like hey could you just make sure everything's organized in the cargo bay could you yeah. could <laughs> you know when could people you, like have to go to the replicator and order their own food could you like could you bring it could you just do that them? for them you mean like a waiter <laughs> no you're a starfleet no, no, no. you're a starfleet yeah you're starfleet <laughs> I'm going to start saying, no, I know, before the other person says something, whenever I'm confused all the time. Like, someone opens a door, I'm just going to go, no, I know, I know. (laughs) No, 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 I know. I know. I know. I know. know. The other thing that was kind of funny about this scene to me was before they open the door, Worf is just like, we don't know what's in there. Like, we don't know what could be in there. Everybody take cover. 
and Data just stands there. Like Nobody Data doesn't take cover. cover. <laughs> yeah. They all kind of like move off to the side to like, but then the doors open and Data's just standing there like, I'm an android. Yeah. I don't care. I'll be fine. <laughs> I thought Worf was going to kick the door open when he's like, I'm oh, stand man. aside. I thought he was going to like, yeah. muscle rip it open. That would have been awesome. Again, it's it's so, we've already touched on this, but it's so, there's no running in Star Trek th- this era because it's in 4-3. I think we've established it's just running is hard to do it's and the uniforms yeah. are uncomfortable. But like, there's an EPS explosion or something according to their sensors. Nobody's yeah. hustling. No, I guess no. they're all like, well, if there actually was an EPS explosion, I guess everybody would be dead. So, And I'm sorry, Denny Mac, but the music here wasn't even like Worf, I'm going to go kill a guy music. <laughs> it was just kind of like slightly like, I, I don't do. know, I guess something's Ron, wrong. Ron Jones would have had fun with this one. He would have. <laughs> I do want to bring up the fact that we talked to the guys in the uh, the Bay that there's a barber on um <laughs> there's a barber on the enterprise that works uh, out of like a cargo bay kind of like and <laughs> he cuts hair over carpet yes that was disgusting <laughs> i love that that's war. when they realize instead of looking at the scissors he looks at the carpet and goes like stop <laughs> so, hey buddy this is going to be such a mess like i don't know like it's going to be difficult for you to clean this up. I think we should I'm do this another place. I'm sorry, sir. Uh, we don't have any hardwood floors in this ship. It's all carpet. So I don't know what you want me to do. Have you guys ever been in like a a, a Mormon church, like a church of Latter-day Saints? I feel like. No. I've, I've been no. to a bunch of them. I'm not Mormon personally, but like they all have that sort of that, that carpet that just mm-hmm. like there's concrete. That- and then there's that, then you know, two millimeter thin layer, <laughs> thin layer of yeah. carpet. And that's like what the enterprise carpet. Yeah. That's what the enterprise D to me is like. It's like it's just a church of Latter-day Saints that's flying through space. It's just like, oh, yeah, there's like a gymnasium for some reason. And I mean, the enterprise D to me, the reason why they can have and I like dirt. Part of the reason why I said parts of this episode are certified snoozers is because I, I literally went through this whole this whole thought process while watching this episode, I was like, oh, they get their haircut over carpet. Oh, the whole ship has like carpet in the sh- all over the ship. You're thinking about oh, yeah. that. We're in the future now where they have sonic showers. Oh, yeah. They probably sanitize the whole ship with sonic cleaning. So they probably don't. They they can have carpet because it's not a uh, a pain in the ass to clean up because they probably just have like a time during the day where the sonic cleaning just happens. And then I was like, oh yeah, I'm watching an episode. Thirty minutes later, <laughs> I watched it at uh, like I started it at two fifteen in the morning yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I finished it like a little after three, and then when I like a couple hours ago, I was like, oh, I should probably rewatch it in case I missed anything. And I got like halfway through and I was like, I didn't miss anything. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Did this, miss? this show used to air, I think, at like 10 p.m. Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure really? back in the day of prime of TV, like Damn. that was actually kind of a good slot because it was like mm-hmm. right before the news. So yeah. it's like your best show. You have it at 10 o'clock. And then it goes right into the news, and the news ratings are high. Like, what a weird time that was when it was like, what, what's our night going to be like? 8 o'clock, sitcom. 8.30, sitcom. 9 o'clock, medical drama. 10 o'clock, weird sci-fi show that people love. 11 yeah. o'clock, reality. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. And then and this Jay Leno at 11.30. Honey, are you watching Star Trek tonight? 
I mean, I got to go to factory tomorrow at 7, but yeah, I guess. <laughs> got to go for five hours. This episode actually reminded me of like a, this felt like a Star Trek Twilight Zone episode. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I was getting like Twilight Zone vibes, especially after you find out like what's going on and then when they send Riker through the space butthole and like, you know. <laughs> a, fun, um, a fun little piece of trivia um, off of Memory Alpha is like while Star Trek has done like crew members going missing and getting like taken off the ship episodes in the past, this is the first time Star Trek has ever dealt with something like an alien abduction. Oh, really? Which is interesting. So yeah, let's just go and say like it turns out they figure yeah. out that the LaForge array is actually a beacon for abduction <laughs> from another dimension, basically. So these these lobster aliens that we find out <laughs> Let me are tell abducting you. people off of the Enterprise at when they're when they fall asleep and bringing them and like doing experiments on them. Yeah, it's it's kind of, it it you can tell that they were going for a what's that movie? God damn it. I can't remember it. It's not Close Encounters of the Third Kind. It's the that early '90s movie where X there's Files? that Coneheads, uh, <laughs> Falling Falling Skies. No, something skies. skies Star Wars Alien movie. God, guys, stop, stop it. Dark Skies. No, that's not it. It's a 2013 movie. Dark Damn it. Skies. Um, sky High. Sky High. Skywalker. Sky High. Sky High. Sky High, the Disney movie with uh, all the superheroes that go to high school. They should do a reboot of that. I feel like that would kill these days, especially with all the superheroes. Yeah. Oh, man. It's going to happen, guys. I'm going to find it. The end of that movie is that like the villain wears a cape and it gets like stuck in a plane. And they're like, that's why you don't wear capes. Are you serious? It gets stuck in a... I'm pretty sure it's Sky High. Like Their cape gets stuck in 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 a plane like propeller or something it's either like, that never- or it's either that or incredibles that happens remember. in the incredibles also there's like Maybe. a small bit it might be I, both to be it's probably incredibles but i like to imagine it's in both <laughs> and it's the climax of the movie too it's yeah. like <laughs> so the movie guys is it's, it's fire in the sky and it's mostly not a great Smoke movie the water. but it has the the creepiest alien abduction scene because it's just like really violating and you okay. can feel like you can actually just move this episode predates that movie. So I'm wrong about it being inspired mm-hmm. by that. Uh, but they, those creepy lobster aliens. Uh, when he walked over to that woman, I was like, oh, God, what's he going to do? And her like knee goes up for a second and then back down. I'm like, Whew. he marionetted her. He did a puppet. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, don't kill her. Don't kill her. And her like leg goes up a little bit and back down. We should note that like, so the Enterprise is aware that people are being abducted eventually, but are not mm-hmm. sure what to do about it yet. And at mm-hmm. one point to like up the stakes, they're like, oh shit, like Lieutenant Hagler just like disappeared and reappeared <laughs> in his quarters. And Crusher like goes there. It's like, I'll, I'll check it out. Uh, overrides the panel to get the door to open. And he's Still just like running. <laughs> no, no, not running. And he's like, I'm so woozy. <laughs> and he falls down and fucking dies. He falls down <laughs> he just, and fucking because his dies. blood was turning to like oil, basically. Like, yeah. And and oh, I think now is a good time maybe to mention to talk about Tice Booney. Yeah. Let's so let's talk about Tice Booney. I just want to say really l- quick, it would have yeah. been really funny if when she 
when he fell on her, if she was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, hey. I get, I'm sorry. I can't. Don't get smart with me, dude. <laughs> yeah. Don't get smart with me. I Just immediately honest, falls to the ground. She's like, Ugh. Because of COVID, whenever I watch doctors on shows now, especially this scene when he fell on her and their faces were like, nearly touching i was like get away from that guy like yeah. he could have some alien shit in get there and he's on. doing it <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so here's a story of tice boone or mm. booney i've got some s'mores up. yeah get some yeah. s'mores to get a little fireplace going he was born as curtis w cleveland in dodge city kansas oh my curtis god cleveland. curtis w cleveland he was dodge an city. ordained christian minister for 16 what? years Great. Between 1977 and 2006, he was married to adult actress Fabrice, with whom he has three children. Today, Booney is an adult actor who has appeared in nearly 600 adult (laughs) films between 1993 and 2012. He went. My man works. Yeah. He also served as director, writer, and producer on several erotic films. It's, well, it's funny you say that because when you guys were like, how do I know that woman from Rat Race? I was doing the same thing with this guy. Like, yeah. Where do I know him? There's so many movies. I'm sure that you've seen him in. <laughs> Probably, that guy yeah. took a hard left, man. No, It's like, cool, like Christian minister, kind of a boss name, Curtis Cleveland. Oh, married to an actress and also has been in 600 erotic films. Uh, which is fine. I'm, I'm sex work Good for positive, him. but like, yeah, no, but yeah, badass. wow, that's insane. I just want to under. I don't understand how he's in this episode. I just wait, don't understand did, how it happened. <laughs> I'm curious. Wait, did he? Was he a minister and then became an adult? I yeah. star. I think so. Or was he at them at the same time? Because that's a that's like a hard uh, correction from like. <laughs> Like that's like a little too far of a correction from like <laughs> there to well, there. Well, the fact that yeah. he grew up uh, in the Midwest and he was a minister probably means that his parents were super oh, yeah. religious yeah, yeah, of and course. like so this was probably like his way of rebelling <laughs> and realized that like he didn't want to do this anymore and then took that yeah hard left turn, man. <laughs> I want to see and that. I want to. I want to cap this all off with his crowning achievement in two thousand one. He won an Adult Video News Award for Most Outrageous Sex Scene along Bridget Kirkovi in the adult movie In the Days of Horror, 2000. <laughs> That's awesome, man. This guy's he a real an MVP. Adult Media News Award? What is Incredible. That? There's a, no, there's the a thing APNs. called Adult Media News? <laughs> adult Video. For Most Outrageous Scene. I'm, I, I, I wonder. I wonder who lost to him. <laughs> I know. And the guy's that, like, that just, one. He's like, fuck. It's because he was on Star Trek. He's got the clout. He's, yeah. he's got he, the clout. Was, do you think? Do you think like he was on Star Trek and they were like, hey, dude, sorry, but you're never gonna be a captain. You just, it's just not gonna happen. Like, but we're also not gonna have you back on to do multiple roles. Like, this is your one shot. And he was like, Star Trek, Captain, was my dream role. Fuck this. Going into porn. I'm going to do 600 erotic films. His IMDb is lit, man. Oh, my God. He was in in Cheating Wives Volume 30 through 55. 
<laughs> this guy can't catch a break. Years. He had 25 wives cheat on him, presumably. <laughs> or or he's the man yeah. that they cheat on with. Okay, All right, incredible. stay tuned next week where we watch 30 through 55. <laughs> That's almost a 24 season right there. That's 25 <laughs> episodes. That's 20. Yeah. This was his second credit ever. Like this was like That rocks. Oh my god, that's really fantastic. Can we talk about this random non-uniformed lady in the hall? <laughs> we we, we, we oh, have to wait for her the holodeck, but but she's not in the holodeck at first because they meet in the uh like not the ready room but the like conference room which mm -hmm. i always forget how big the windows are in that room and it's <laughs> really <big>. awesome <laughs> it's nice troy always they, books it she's like hey I'm yeah gonna, i need the i need the counseling room i need the big room these so are the up. details that makes it a nice fun show for me to watch like, <laughs> you got the room with the windows that's what i'm talking about oh for real? man Hell yeah. <laughs> but they meet up in this room and they, they find out that multiple people had this thing happen to them and they're trying to figure out like what's going on. And they're all kind of describing like, yeah, we I felt like this sense of being trapped as well. And as they're all doing this, Riker's like, light bulb, I got an idea, guys. I think I know what we can do to figure this out. Crazy here. <laughs> it's like, I like we can make us a trick to the holodeck episode. <laughs> What's that? I love, I love that they include this random ass lady, and they don't they like they don't give her a scene to like. Mm -mm. Oh, she is having these things too. Like they don't start out with her; they start with Riker, and then she just shows up, and you're like, I mean, I guess, sure. I don't know if, who you are, but like, sure. If, <laughs> it almost if I have makes a note, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was. Like, it almost makes me feel like they wanted to have like another main stay star trek uh character like one of the commanding officers as well but like they couldn't shoot these days so they were just like yeah i guess just give it to the hey you you want to be uh, a main character and not just uh, in the background uh, yeah you're gonna have this um i don't know if, if i have a note i would say like you can't have one lady who's not a main cast member you yeah. gotta have like 12 I feel like yeah. it could have been a lot more powerful if it was just like 20 people in the room who all had these crazy things and they're all like on top of each other. Like, yeah. And there was like, there was like a table, right? It's like, yeah, like a long table. And so it's like, yeah. And you're like, I felt trapped, right? It's like, yeah. The I, the I think you should leave version is like one guy who has like a totally different experience than everyone else. And, was like, totally. and then when the lasers came out of the water slide, no, I'm like, no, that didn't that. happen to me. Like, okay, but I'm pretty sure there were lasers, right? It's like, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think remember. So. Did you guys have lasers? No. 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 <laughs> there was definitely lasers. You guys are lying. You guys are definitely <laughs> lying. Another, like, I think you should leave sketch right there is what yeah, that yeah. is. Yeah. Totally. That would have um, that would have happened in today's Star Trek, but in yeah. this Star Trek, Jan, they don't want to have to give no. an equity uh, an equity card or a, a SAG no. card to twelve people because they all get a line, and they yeah. don't want to pay them more money for being a featured extra, and they don't want like <laughs> I, they're like I'm Angelina, sure. you're gonna have two lines, you're gonna be at the poetry reading, don't don't get big headed. This is it. This is it for, <laughs> this you. Is it for you. You're never going to be in this again. Or they have 12 other people, but none of them have lines. 
They're just nodding the whole time. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyways. What? Go. I just have one more question. Uh, where the fuck is Picard for like the first half of this episode? Like shit is going on and he only shows up when it like becomes dire and they're like, maybe we should tell the captain now. <laughs> He's like nowhere to Picard, be seen. Maybe maybe Picard was that high ranking officer that they wanted to be a part of it. And then he like had a scheduling conflict or got sick and couldn't do it. It, it definitely is. Mm-hmm. I, for a moment, I was like, did Patrick Stewart direct this episode? No, he didn't. I know he didn't. I yeah, didn't he's not really him. in it. Yeah. It just wasn't really intensive on him, which is fine because I think that, like, when Picard is involved, it just becomes a lot about him. And Always. so him taking a back step is nice. He was just a manager here. He's like, okay, so, Jordy, you're saying that there's a Tetrion issue. Can, like, can this work? Yeah, okay, cool. They're just, like, the stepping zips, back and letting I got to get back to my Sudoku. Uh, I'm reading, I'm, like, halfway yeah. through. <laughs> You know, the Brothers Karamazov, and it's just, if I don't finish it. <laughs> I'm updating my Slack, and I'm near the Wi-Fi router, and if I move away from it, it will slow down and possibly restart, so I'll be over there if you guys need me. <laughs> He's, like, in the corner of a room on, like, a tiny <laughs> little pad. <laughs> Uh, I know that we're like we effectively, you know, like they they figure out Riker, like they can basically half sedate, make it so that he doesn't go to sleep when he's abducted. So yeah. he goes, so he gets abducted, and he's lucid the whole time, but he's like really horribly pretending that he's asleep. Like the aliens are like <laughs> oh, yeah. scanning him, and he's like, "Oh, I'm totally sleeping." It's like a four year old. <laughs> he's like <laughs> that, the 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 part where before they like send him in and like to track him and Jordy's like it, uh, Riker's like I mean I'm all I going go back in you can just track me and Jordy's like but we don't know if you're even gonna come back like be able to come back they haven't sent anyone else back and Riker very obviously sleep deprived is just like they're gonna take me anyways Jordy so just fucking give me the tracking device like <laughs> buddy it has been like five days. I haven't slept in five days. Just fucking fuck. <laughs> and then they put a a, a, a sweet ass like keyboard number pad extension where on, the, they like, the, like accountants on buy. Oh yeah, <laughs> that made me laugh. It was like I'm gonna put this where your arm bends. <laughs> it's like the weirdest place to put it. And then the next shot, it's like immediately moved down his forearm. Yeah. <laughs> These sleeves, they're just so slippery. Yeah, it's like, God yeah. damn, what? You guys put this in such a weird place. The so aliens abduct him. Yeah, go yeah ahead, the go aliens abduct him, and uh, they got really cool jackets on and hoods, <laughs> and they look like little lobsters. Uh, and hey, they we all. Get that sweet, we get that sweet shot of, of, of Riker floating off of his bed and oh through the <laughs> space butthole. <laughs> Like into the space pedal. <laughs> um, so like, yeah, he he he's like laying down, and then uh, they're trying to close the thing. So all the space lobsters run to the console and are trying to not cl- have it close. Um, and then uh, Riker gets up, super not sneakily at all, and tries <laughs> was, to help. That them. was amazing. <laughs> this is. Like, I think I'm gonna go. Hey guys, I'm just gonna I'm gonna grab her. I'm just gonna. The, grab only, gonna way I can, the only way I can like <laughs> rationalize this out is they gave him a neural stimulant, and so he's just like 
He's jacked. ball shit out of his mind <laughs> on like steroids or something. He's like yeah. Trump because, on steroids like, right now, just like because like, like I feel incredible. I feel incredible. He sat right there now. for like five minutes that yeah. he could have got up, grabbed uh, the ensign, and jumped through this wormhole. Like five yeah. whole minutes of him just laying on his side on this table looking at them going like whoa what are they doing over there whoa that thing's closing well when should i get up i don't know <laughs> but to, uh, to dylan's point when he like gets up and they like don't hear him my only way of rationalizing it was like if he said under his breath like and aliens are obviously deaf so they can't hear this <laughs> club, 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 club. Yeah, picture up. Hey, don't don't scream or anything, because they'll probably hear. And they turn, they yeah. they turn around. He's like, oh fuck, and then he runs just, like they casually phasers one of them. He's like, hey, no, like I'm I am leaving. I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do kind of. We we did see them earlier on, kind of waddle. They yeah. like kind of like. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they don't move too quickly. They're like no. they're like the ping. They're like penguins who look like lobsters who yeah. who click like the clickers from The Last of Us <laughs> is what they are. And yeah, I'll get guys. I, so I pitched this episode cause I'm like, when I was a kid, I watched this episode and I was very young and it gave me nightmares. Like it scared the hell out of me cause it was an alien yeah. abduction and the clicking stuff is still like whatever the opposite of ASMR is. That's what that is yeah. to me. It, the clicking <laughs> thing is probably the thing that is the most scary about it. But I feel like now as an adult watching it and seeing the face of the aliens and the way they shot this, is not scary at all. It's super, it's like a kind of a big time letdown compared to how like early in the episode, they're like, oh yeah, like it looks like they cut off your arm Riker and then they put it back on and it's two microns off. That stuff is scarier to me yeah. than yeah. anything else. And then they, you see them and they're like, so I wonder if Riker wakes up and he sees the face of this alien. It's like, oh, it's just like a dumb f- lobster alien. Like I'm fine. I can just, <laughs> I can just. They spent, they spent too much time on the techno babble in this episode. And not enough time on the creepiness of it, because you could have had a whole episode of people of the whole crew basically at a point, which they've done they, before. They in already Star have Trek. that episode, yeah. A whole the whole crew just like out of their mind, tired because they're getting abducted and like and weird things happening. They've done this a million times. Got I know like they have five but of those like, episodes. But still, those are my favorite episodes. Low key, the ones where everyone's like, "Get the fuck out of my business!" And they're like, "Whoa, man!" He's like, "Sorry, I just haven't slept in like weeks." <laughs> this is a very stupid bit, but when he looks into the schism when he's by the aliens, he sees like just Data's butt. And I thought it would be really funny if he like cat called data through the through the schism. And, he, and he's like looking around like, what the hell is that? Looking good, Android. Yeah, it's like, ow, ow. <laughs> That'd be a total record thing to do. It was a very funny jump too that he did through the through the yes. space butthole. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. It would have been funny if he just like threw her first (laughs) and then jumped in himself. Very action movie star move for him would be to throw her through, turn around and like shoot every single one of them and then give like an action line and then jump back through. (laughs) Grabs the blade off of it. (laughs) A thing that I noticed in that little bit too that is one of like the editor's curse things is so Riker phasers one of them grabs the ensign and jumps through. But in the shot where he jumps through, all the aliens are gone. 
And like, because I'm an editor, I'm always like, where are the aliens? Like, I got to make sure continuity is right. And they're just, they're all gone. Nobody would notice this because you're focused on the ball. Usually you're looking at the action point. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it's like, oh, they're just, the, the extras had lunch or whatever. You know, the alien oh, extras man. had lunch. <laughs> so the, hey, uh, Speaking- Jonathan, let's get you jumping through right now. When he lasered him, didn't he like laser his foot? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he just it was like it was way lower than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> he, he like phasers him. He, he phasers them, yeah. and there's this is another like editing thing and like a disconnect between the editing and the 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 filming. He phasers him, and then there's like a little bit too long of a beat before he falls over. Totally. You know? Yeah, You're like yeah. oh, <laughs> buddy. I think yeah, it was in the studio notes or, or in the notes, and it was like I just don't have time. Like I I just can't. I can't yeah, time can't. it differently. I've it already done do it. it. It's rendered. <laughs> you, I your, like, your, your assistant director should have called out now earlier. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just want to do it like a full scene recreation of this whole scene. Just so at the end you can't have Riker throwing her through the, the butthole, turning around, <laughs> punching one of them in the face and just saying like, get get cooked, lobster face. And then like, like back diving. <laughs> Or like abduct this, and then he just like points to his crotch and jumps back through. <laughs> Does the degeneration X WWE thing, <laughs> man? I, or like just grab one of them? It's like, hey buddy, this is what it feels like, and like pulls him in with him, <laughs> cuts off his. It's like, hey Riker, this is like fucked up. Why are you doing this? Like, this one of the aliens cut off my arm. <laughs> one of the aliens is in the corner, like reading their poem. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, exactly. Reading. Like, just do this episode, but the inverse. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just Riker revenge tour, basically, where like he starts grabbing a bunch of them and just like punching their faces. <laughs> just like ah! Riker goes on go. way too long. Leave yeah. me behind. Yeah. Beta's head is like in it boil. as it's closing. He's like, it's closing, it's closing, it's closing. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um. Long story short, right. uh, they close Everything's this thing okay. up. Everything's okay. Yeah, a little blue light escapes the ship and goes off to it's, it's to abduct of, another ship. I, I really like, like the blue emergence. Light. You it's know, very cute. At, yeah, it is cute. Like at the end of Emergence, which is a season later, the thing yeah. flies off, and they're like, "So should we worry about this?" And everybody's like, "Hopefully not." Same <laughs> exact ending here. They're like, "So should we worry about this?" Like, I mean, hopefully not. I mean, we're gonna tell like. Picard goes like, I mean, we'll tell Starfleet to not do, do that. The Jordy LaForge array. <laughs> so. like, fuck. It's like, that's beer it, money like, for me. Data's in the back, like, maniacally, like, hey, bitch, like, I did all your fucking work, and now, now look at you. <laughs> I've enacted my revenge. Uh, um, before so, yeah. we go uh, and take a peek in the archives, uh, um, and we'll start with Kevin since he's the guest. Based off the holodeck episode, purely based off the holodeck episode, nothing else that takes place outside of the holodeck, only the holodeck episode, would you recommend somebody watch this episode? For the content of the holodeck. For the content of the holodeck alone. Yes. It, it to me was like unintentionally funny. Like I could have watched (laughs) like four more minutes of like 15%, 15 and a half percent. It's not 16. And just like them like constantly adjusting it was very funny to me. Um, so for that alone, I say yes. Jan? Uh, I'd, I'd say no. And I like this episode. Dylan? 
Um, this is tough. I, I'd kind of say yes, just because how much it mirrors me arguing with my Google homes in terms of the percentages. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I think I'd say yes. <laughs> I think I'd say, yeah, why not? It's a little fun. Uh, and I would say no. <laughs> cool. Good, so good we're 50-50 split. split. Yeah. Yeah, good 50-50 split. So we'll take, a, we'll take a quick peek inside the archives, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the holodeck. Accessing Starfleet Archives, USS Enterprise D, 10 forward. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Hey, Lopec. Hey, Chef Kevin. Hey, how's it going? Good. Hello, Chef Kevin. Here's your food, everyone. I got fish, little shrimps, big shrimps, jumbo. I don't call them. I don't call them jumbo shrimps here. I love the. I love the little shrimps. Little shrimps are my favorite. Okay, I got little shrimps, big shrimps, and. Um, that's all we got right now. I'll be right back. All right. Oh, uh, d- don't worry. I gotta Chef go, Kevin. I'll be I, back. No- I'll be back. Just let him, Lopek. Just let him do it. I just, I've already replicated myself a five course meal. I know. We all, we all replicate ourselves food, and we all know that we have replicators. But this, like, he doesn't really have uh much to do. Well, he doesn't really have. He never really got an assignment when he came on board, and so they just. He just kind of like found himself a niche within 10 forward where he yes. calls himself the chef and he just, he's basically a waiter, but he calls himself the chef. Just, yeah. And no, I, here's I, the mastacholi. Oh, looks like you guys got your own food. Um, oh, uh, no, please. I'm sure you, the food that you're providing is better. Chef, chef Kevin, Kevin, have a seat. Sit down. Yeah, please. Okay. Please have a seat with us. <laughs> Oh man, you guys got little shrimps? Oh dude, oh, hey, where'd you guys hey, get Pert. little shrimps? Hey guys, what's Pert, up? how are you, Pert? How are These you? Little doing? shrimps are good. I'm really tired. Uh, I just, man, I had a really deep sleep last night. Where? I'm surprised you're so tired. You've been gone for a week. Yeah, where have you I been? Assume, I assumed you just you, transferred. What are you guys talking about? I saw you yesterday, Tom. You you were running another like uh, ambujitsu scheme. That was a, Bert, that was a week ago. What? No, that was yesterday. You're telling Bert, me this. Your, t- your your conception of time seems to be off. Yeah, I've been making you meals like three times a day, and you haven't been here in a week. And so, let's just say I got a lot of stuff for you after we chat. Oh, I'm actually really ex- okay. I'm a little confused because. Do you like shrimp? I mean, these shrimp, Chef Kevin, are really, really good. Let me tell you. Okay. Uh, I hope there's more little shrimp for the backlog of meals that I, I seem to have. Will there's be not, but soon. there's not, but I can, I can talk to some people. Okay, rad. So I'll have to cross that off. Um, so you're telling me I've been gone for a week? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm a bit concerned. How's that possible? Because, yeah. A loss of time is often associated with some sort of paranormal event, or hmm. I mean, well, there it, is this kind of sounds very similar to what happened around a week ago, uh, when a bunch of the crew oh, members, uh, please, including Tom. myself, got abducted by no. an alien race in a different, uh, in a different like universe. Hmm. I'm so sorry, Pert, but Tom thinks that he was abducted by 
No, guys, yeah. I seriously Hell was. Yeah. And honestly, Dude. like, I think, you know how uh, Riker got his arm severed and then reattached? That happened to me. And I think they might have put his arm back on my, I think they might have switched him. And I think I have <laughs> Riker's arm now. I th- show me your arm. Tom. Yeah, let's see that, baby. And now show me the other arm. Well, th- this arm I don't think got switched. I think it was just I know, but the left it's for arm. perspective. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. For scale. Well, you see this little freckle right there? I didn't have that a week ago. It looks really similar. Yeah, yeah me, and, to me and Riker have very similar hand and arm features. Okay. But you're like 5'11", I, and Riker's clearly 6'3". I don't, yeah, I don't Riker know, has I don't... short arms. Tom, <clears throat> I wasn't. I don't even know what happened last week, but I'm pretty pretty positive that you're lying to us no you know what if this really happened why did troy not invite you to the holodeck because she didn't believe me either troy our counselor on the ship didn't believe me either she's an empath i'm sure she was able to detect whether you were lying or not hey nice haircut lopek Oh, please, please don't comment on it that is a good one though it looks nice legitimately we like your haircut yeah, were you abducted by a model? Jeez. It's a little you off look, kilter, which is like kind of Yeah. And I like It's asymmetrical. I like yeah. the which zigzags. Is not logical. The zigzags in the corner are really nice. I I I came to Mott. I I said my regular Vulcan barber is not available. All you have to do is use this bowl. And I brought him the bowl to put it the on shrimp my bowl. head. The shrimp as you call them a shrimp bowl, Chef Kevin. And <laughs> He Which, by the way, you owe me a few. Uh, you got to empty the bowl before you give it to him. I'm so sorry, Chef Kevin. I know that's very important to you. Yeah. It's my you currency a, here. Why did you take a bowl full of shrimp with you to yeah. the barber? Lopez? Yeah, why'd you do that? I mean, the shrimp are good, but I don't, I don't think... I mean, they're pretty good. The yeah, they're is, good. The point is, <laughs> Mott... And you know what? Mott was such... He did not listen to what I asked him to do, and I'm going to file a report, and hopefully he will be transferred off of the Enterprise D, because this is the last time I have a terrible haircut. You know, I always found it kind of weird that we had barbers aboard these ships. Yeah. It's, do you know what's also kind of weird? That we have a chef on this ship. Why do we have chefs and barbers? Hey, hey, hey. It's weirder that there's barbers, though. Like, if we were to yeah. rank them... Like, hey, if we were to do a BuzzFeed rank of, like, weirdest positions here... Hey, Chef Kevin, would it be barber? you mind yes. if, Would you? Could I get some tiramisu? What size? Uh, large. I have long and long. Large. Long. Okay, large. <laughs> oh, you want to do both? I could yeah. do a combo. That'd be okay, great. Okay, uh, one long, large tiramisu coming right up. Yeah, hey, Pert, we kind of yeah. already went over this, but, like... Chef Kevin, uh, when he got a, assigned to the Enterprise, didn't really yeah. have a position. They never gave him a position, so he kind of made his own position within Ten Forward, where he gets but, you food and he calls himself the chef. You know how yeah, uh, he's just walking over there and press. He's literally just asking the replicator. And long and large. He's not cooking anything. He's just asking the replicator to bring. Either in a us. minute. Ooh, this smells good. All my utensils. Oh my god. I'll have to clean these off after I'm done using them. Guys, isn't this a little concerning that, like, he's just floating and nobody wants to tell him that he's not an actual chef? I'm just 
trying well, to make the, sure that he feels like he's a part of the crew, Pert. The other, the other thing is he's he's Data's writing partner for poetry. Oh, yeah. and and I think that that's actually he's providing in a way a morale boost for Data. Hey, Data, Data great morale. job last night. Do you uh do you know how to make tiramisu? Okay, well maybe we'll write about it later. I've never seen Data give anyone a high five. I that is nuts. He Behind the is back, actually, he's actually better friends with Data than Jordy is. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. What? I. He has a secret friend. Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. Oh, thanks for the tiramisu, Chef Kevin. Here I you go. Yeah, I try to get both large and long. Thanks. Uh, uh, Chef Kevin, may I have a another smaller shrimp bowl? Uh, so they can take it to the barber to try to get this corrected. Yep, I'll just go over to my little uh, shrimp making station. Uh, okay, you I can call a- it a replicator, though. You can call it <laughs> nope, that. Nope, it's not. I have to go cook them up, so I'll be right back. Can't wait for oh. your poetry reading next week, Chef Kevin. Yeah. Thanks. Data and I are working on a thing where each one of us says one syllable, and we read all of Harry Potter. I don't really know how it's a poem, but Data's a kind of experimental like that. That's some classic right. work right there. Doesn't sound like a snoozer at all. Um, oh shit. The it, the receptacle's breaking. Shit, it, it froze. It froze. Oh my god. Hey, How am I going to explain this? Should we just go? Yeah. We should go, I feel we should like... go before he, he's going to have a panic attack, I think. He's going to have a panic attack. I'm going to oh. grab a few shrimp, though, before we go. Because the shrimp are really good. To be good. fair, he does replicate the best shrimp on the ship. He's one it, of the better shrimp replicators. The replicator, yeah, I don't know either. I'll he's try unplugging it and plugging it back in. <laughs> so they go in the holodeck. And uh, I got to say, I love it when they go in it like this, and it's really clearly a racquetball court that they put lines on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Curved up the walls a bit. If you turn up the volume, you can hear like in the background. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, yeah, of like the other ones, the YMCA right next. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, I was thinking again. I was thinking that like this scene must have been terrible audio wise to record because so the acoustics in there, in there have got to be terrible. It's pretty. Intense. I have a feeling they uh, have the walls uh, uh, as like. Um, either fabric or paper or something and then they have like they have like yeah and then they have sound treatment behind it so that they didn't have to worry about audio for this although they probably did ADR and all this shit anyway so probably doesn't matter (laughs) Um, (laughs) this episode was uh, almost a certified snoozer kachink that I only noticed the lady in this in the holodeck scene I did not notice her in the the like conference room scene, and then they start doing the holodeck stuff, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this lady? <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you doing here?" She was at the reading uh, too. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, was she next to Picard? Right. There was no, another that was lady a different lady oh, okay. who was Would like you... comfortably close to him. Like she was really <laughs> close to him. I I she kept was, thinking she was like... so comfortably close that I thought they were dating. Like I yeah. thought that this was a a date situation with Picard. A thousand. She puts percent. her head on his shoulder while Data's reading that poem. <laughs> and Picard's like, I don't tell her no because I know it means a lot to her. Like she's just yeah. trying to be comfortable. But I don't know. Kevin, her name. what's your favorite part of this holodeck scene? Um, the jump from when it's a table to it is <laughs> yes, like basically <laughs> exactly what it is. I know. The only note is to like make it metallic, and then it is just a 
Full on torture device. <laughs> the computer's like, uh, when they ask for a metal table and an incline, that's a thousand percent in a torture yeah. abduction. It has table. the like footing plate as well. <laughs> this is like to me the whole scene and the whole part of the scene is like, oh, the computer has preloaded images of this shit. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not gonna take what it just showed you and adjust it any. It's going to give you a completely different thing that semi matches what you just asked for. Like that was my thought when when they say like uh make the table metal and then it turns into a metal chair. If I was them I'd be like no computer no. that's a metal chair. I wanted a metal table. You gave me a chair. I, <laughs> this is like early um this is like an early uh, 3D rendering program uh, before you could go in and actually like animate and tweak things and you had to choose just like icons for things because mm-hmm. that's what's <laughs> going on. The biggest jump for me was when they were like, give us a table. Okay, now, now make it shorter and they just cut the legs off of a table. And like, <laughs> cool. Now, and then Worf's like, actually, put it at a 15% incline and then it turns into like a torture chamber Fully different, yeah. Wood table all of a sudden, nothing like what they just had. And I was like, I, I oh, will computer, you really yeah. fucked. You really screwed the pooch on this one. The, the computer is so the first off, somebody's like, uh, give us a long table. And the computer's like, Oh yeah, what kind of table? There's like five thousand <laughs> tables. And it's such well, it goes such, rectangle. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. And then from there the computer is like I it's like smoking a cigarette. It's like, oh, you mean like this? Like it can, yeah. it can totally do it. It has no problem figuring out what kind of table you want based on your tone and inflection. But it's just being real sassy at the beginning. Like there's like yeah. five thousand tables. You're gonna have to be a little bit more specific. <laughs> and then from yeah. then on, it's like, oh, fifteen percent incline. I bet you got abducted by aliens. This is this is what you're looking at, right? You want. It would have been a really funny reaction, like when it goes from normal table to torture device. If it cuts back to them and they all kind of look at each other, like, did I did I say that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it <laughs> was that. It, it, it also like that moment where it is sassy. All of a sudden, you could see on on Jordy LaForge's face, just like totally fuck. I don't care. Just give yeah. me a fucking table. <laughs> he, he was does, like in the hall. Um, one bit. Yeah, with the light source, he like starts like arguing with. With oh. the computer. No, like, I no, I was li- I was it was brighter. I was looking up. I was like, <laughs> I didn't see it. Okay, relax. The computer's, the computer's like, like I'm just trying to from? do my job, it's sir. Like, like I- <laughs> exactly. If you've ever worked retail, you know what the computer feels like when the yeah. person's like, I don't fucking know. I just wanted to be brighter. It's like, all right, but like help sure. me out here. I want it, I want the best thing possible for you. <laughs> he he's inching up on can I speak to your computer manager like, yeah. energy. And then it's like, uh, you'll have to speak to Jordy LaForge. And he's like, fuck, god damn, I am I'm, damn it. It's manager. I'm the admin. I am Jordy LaForge. <laughs> you'll have to speak to Lieutenant Barclay. Oh, oh. oh I don't want I don't want to talk to get yeah. This is gonna be a Tice Booty on. production if we bring in <laughs> Um, the other, the couple other things that happened where the computer definitely, uh, missed the mark on what they were asking for was, uh, there was a restraint, I think. And then, uh, they go computer, uh, attach a restraint to the right side of the table. And then it puts a restraint in that's attached to both sides of the table, not just the right side. (laughs) 
um, uh, computer, uh, put a uh, swing arm with two knuckles uh, about a meter long attached to the head of this table. And then it just puts it like off to the side on its own stand, like over yeah. the head of the table. I'm like, computer, you are really not doing your job right now. <laughs> it's like everybody's just kind of embarrassed, but also understanding. Like we, we know this is just how, how it is in the holodeck. Do you think uh, when like, when they get drunk, do you think some of them like come in the holodeck? Do you ever play like, you ever play like sports video games when you were allowed to like make your own character and you'd make the most like fucked up like wild version of like whatever you can make? <laughs> Do you think like they get smashed to come in here and like sit on a couch like, all right, computer, make his nose like twenty meters long, <laughs> make his ears super floppy. <laughs> okay, computer, make me but ten feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, computer, uh, make me, but give me a giant head and give me like tiny feet. And then, like, one arm, make it super long, and the other arm, make it like super short. And I'm doing a kickflip, but just like over and over and over again. See, I always had fun just making exactly me, but with high stats for a position I was not right for, like a quarterback. See? Like he's five foot nine, 155 pounds, and he's a fucking pocket passer who can run like a four, four, four. And it was always hilarious to me to just watch me fucking dominate as the tiniest person on the screen. So you'd go into the holodeck and be like, computer, make me uh, and make me score four goals in the first half. And then you just sit there and watch you excel at sports. And somebody yeah. would come in and be like, do you watch yourself it. again, like scoring four goals? Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could cool. have been like this. Do we want to rate this? That's all that happens in the holiday. Let's rate really it. Yeah. Much. yeah. Let's uh, rate it. So, Kevin, we uh, rate these episodes on a scale of one to five for each category. Uh, okay. Dialogue, romance, action, suspense, camp, and stakes. <laughs> And Jan will walk us through each category and then we'll kind of yeah. give our rating on it. And you can feel free to lobby uh, everyone else for a higher or lower score if you want to. Yep. Absolutely Great. troll each other, 100%. So first first off, we're going to go with dialogue. I like, um, I really like the bit where it's so dramatic. It's like, we've all been here before. And then the music goes <laughs> insane. That's when Dennis <laughs> McCarthy woke up. It's just I I like that. Oh, it's I'm, just yeah yeah. We've all been I'm here not, before. Oh fuck! I'm I'm scoring this thing. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Watching a bunch of people try to like come up with something something so they can all remember it too is very funny. Like I know we said earlier, but if someone said something and then the reaction was like that actually makes me remember it less. So like let's just uh, <laughs> control Z that function because should we all do this separately? Should we each do yeah. this and then see what it's like what... a police interrogation moment. Yeah. 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 I just um, I, for me the dialogue while it's it like the, the the best dialogue was between the computer and everyone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, it's not super incredible dialogue. I I'm gonna go with like a like a two because it's there. There's no like really great lines that I remember. Three point five. I'm gonna say three. I was gonna give it a three. So here we go. Romance, absolutely Very romantic. It's a steamy. 
<laughs> I mean, that chair, that like, it's a sex chair. Yeah. I mean, if we if we really want to go with uh, Jan's uh, visual of the computer lighting a cigarette, that's Ooh. some romance right there. Yeah, that's yep. true. I'm gonna go with zero. I'm gonna go with zero. <laughs> Me too. Zero. Goose egg. <laughs> Big old goose egg. Action. Uh, I'm gonna give it a one because LaForge like acts the LaVar acts the shit around walking around the table like (laughs) on my second viewing I I realized how invested I was in of him looking at the table and I was like you're almost like waiting for something to pop out of it like how intense he's looking at it he does do (laughs) much more justice to it than is necessary that's good for sure he's punching it up yeah I give it a one for that I'll I'll give there's something to like the implied action because like I think at this point we know that Riker's arm has been severed maybe maybe not but yeah, like we know. when yeah. they like specifically get the hook shape of the scissor apparatus like yeah. down right and it just made me think about that thing like cutting an arm off and I know that's not like something you actually see but I do like storytelling that is very good at implying and like making you imagine something so I'm gonna give it yeah. a one. Uh, it's a zero for me. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with the goose egg as well. <laughs> okay, well, I tried. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say, though, uh, this has kind of something to do with action, but not really. Uh, I really enjoyed their GoPro up in the corner of the room angle yep. that they would <laughs> yeah. use every once in a while. <laughs> you just know that a crew member spent a while putting that thing up there, and it's like... I- like I think we should use some of these shots. Like it's it was hard. I to had to do. sit up in that. We couldn't have the AC on. I had to sit up in the rafters of this soundstage. It was the middle of summer in LA. It was fucking no hot. Yeah. It was hot. It's like okay, we'll we'll make sure we'll get some in there. And it's funny how you all forgot the ladder wasn't tall enough, so I had to put one ladder on another, which was really dangerous. Really scary. And I could tell anybody about that. I could tell anybody. I could tell OSHA. I yeah. could tell the union about that. It's like, okay, we get and it. I didn't. And I didn't. I didn't. Put, we'll put the fucking shot in there. Jesus, dude. <laughs> to be fair, though, it doesn't really fit what we're going for with the visuals. I'm going to tell somebody. All right, fine. All right, fine. Okay. I'm calling them right now. Do you right see now. me? I'm calling them. That's a prop phone. One. Uh, suspense. <laughs> I think this suspense. is, if there's anything to give this scene, it, it is the suspense. Like, Suspenseful. what is this thing is going to be? Yeah. Uh, and what, the suspense of for- finding out what the thing looks like? like what well, yeah, because you're, like? you're, you still don't know that they've, that they've been like full on alien abducted. You know that Riker's arm's been cut off, but you don't know exactly like what they're doing with them. And so like this table is going to be our first kind of like clue into even though it looks stupid once we see it it's going to be like the first clue into like what's going on so that's true i'm going to give it a four i like the way it develops i like the way it unfolds it could have been way longer like kevin said and i would have been fine with it uh i could have seen multiple scenes like this where they're just like slowly putting this mystery together uh but yeah i'm gonna give it a four i was uh i was gonna give it like a four as well i think it with the exception of maybe camp, it's one of the higher ones for me. I'm gonna go three and a half. Um, it was it was both suspenseful and interesting, like a highlight. And then there would be like milliseconds where it was like certified snoozer, where I was like, <laughs> "Man, this is so good." Wait, it's so late right now. Oh, cool. <laughs> both times. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Dylan. a three. 
because it's right. there. Um, it doesn't really excel at the suspense for me. Sure. It's good, though. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Camp. Uh, everything that the computer gives them so as an option for what they want. <laughs> it's so campy. <laughs> I love the sarcastic, like, oh, you mean like the same table, but with the legs sort of? Yeah. Okay. That's exactly <laughs> what I'll give you then. Also, 5,000 uh, tables in like whatever year it is did not seem like a high enough <laughs> number to me. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're like, you only loaded this program, you only loaded this ship up with only 5,000 tables? <laughs> I would okay. love actually <laughs> would, would kind of justify the like torture device that they go to because like the computer's like, this is all I got. So. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, I just Googled the word table and there are 5.8 billion results. So <laughs> I'd love to imagine that like, he's like, uh, there's 5,000 of them. Which one do you want? And Jordy's like, can I, could you, can I get a visual? And they're like, no, come on, man. And Jordy's like swiping through all of them. Eh, I don't think that's it. What do you guys think? It's close enough. No, that's not it though. It's definitely not it. <laughs> he just swipes through like 5,000. Do you 5, know what I also just thought of? You, this is pro the, pro probably the only reason why there's 5,000 of these, uh, op only 5,000 options, is they had to have some guy go out there and scan every <laughs> single table to put in there, physically hollow scan every single table. It was his job. And he got to a point probably where he's like, that's enough. If anyone needs any other types of tables, they can edit it themselves. Yeah. This is enough to even, start everybody off I got, with I got, any story they want. I got I got a fucking metal torture table in here. I got everything. Yeah. You know how hard it was to find that? You know how hard it was to find that? That's a tense conversation with the boss that's like, um, how many do you have? Four thousand? Uh, I don't know if that's gonna cut it. So like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> just there's so many species, and everybody has a different idea of what a table is. Yeah, and we just don't want to imagine him four thousand nine hundred ninety nine, like George Costanzing his way to the last one. Like I'm done. I got what I want. When the uh, when the computer says what shape, and that person says long, I really thought it'd been funny if the computer was like, "We now have four thousand options." <laughs> like, does not narrow it down. <laughs> Oh, cool. um, so Long. for camp, I was gonna give it a uh, four point five because I I thought the camp was was really high in this one for me. I'm gonna go four. I'm gonna go with a, a four as well because uh, I think Jordy's super campy in this, especially the way he interacts with the the light, and he's like, "No, no, that's yeah. not it. Brighter, lower. God damn it! Like, <laughs> what's going on? Just give me a lamp. Just give me a lamp." <laughs> When he says, when he's putting his hand out and says brighter, I was hoping they're going to go too bright. He's going to go, ow, not that bright. That hurt. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a five just because Denny Mac woke up nice. for that moment at the end. He did. Where he's like, oh, shit. And he's just started playing music. I like it. Stakes. Not really high, the Safety actually. protocols are on. Yeah, no, there's nothing happening. Not, the stakes for them as characters are pretty high yeah. because they're trying, they're remembering all these things that happened to them, like these traumatic, this traumatic experience that they had. So I think the stakes there are high. Like I'll give it that. Yeah. But for me, as like watching it, I didn't feel the stakes getting high. So the blade. I'm gonna go three. Three. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna give it a two point five. I was going to go with a two just because, like, 
there's like in the holodeck itself, the stakes for the characters are kind of high, but the stakes I, in the holodeck aren't very like. I think yeah, I agree with everybody. What everybody said. I think the stakes are also really, really fucking high for Troy because because she needs this to work. Very rarely, as a counselor, does she, I think, actually have sure. legitimate ideas. <laughs> and this wasn't even her idea. This is not even really her idea. idea. She's like, okay, so how does it make you feel that you guys are all? She, I don't think she really expected it to go in this direction. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. she needs this to work out. So I'll, I'll go two and a half. Great. It, to the stakes point, though, it would have been so hilariously anticlimactic if, like, and then make it a claw with a jagged edge, and they're all looking at it and go. Nope, I don't know. Nah, and then they just better. like leave the remember. It's kind of all gone now. It's kind of like I don't feel bad at all. Riker goes back. He sleeps well. Yeah. Like, I just need to work that out, whatever that is. Thanks, Troy. That, that worked great. That was awesome. Yeah. Imagine like right. being Troy and like opening that program, that file, like six years later. Like, what is this? What yeah. is this? Going through what the history. This, yeah, investigation of people's dreams file. <laughs> And this just shows like that a, weird table. It's like, Sweeney Todd <laughs> style chair. Like, uh, is this one of Data's plays? I'll keep it. <laughs> All right, uh, computer. Uh, can you compile uh, the numbers for us, run them through the, the, the machine, and give us a final score? Calculating. 2.31. That's a lot that's higher like than I thought. Bottom mid tier. Yeah, that's that's. Below Booby Trap, yeah, and above Practical Joker and okay. Encounter at Farpoint. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I that thought, makes sense. Well, I thought, yeah, yeah. That's about that's about right. I think the Drask system once again has proven itself to be really <laughs> yeah. Now that it's leveled itself, out. flawless, foolproof. Kevin, uh, I think you might have said this already, but like, are you are you going to watch any more Star Trek now? Or are you kind of done? I'd like to, yeah. yeah. And like we were saying earlier, this is like the perfect time to do it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll probably watch like Lower Decks or watch more of this because I did. I like this episode. It was fun. It was, it was funnier than I thought it was going to be, um, mm-hmm. which was kind of like a pleasant surprise. So the full first yeah. season of Lower Decks is out now, so you can go binge that if you wanted to. It's pretty good. Hell yeah. yeah. Eugene Cordero's in it. He's great. Yeah, yeah. It's it's basically like UCBLA performers doing Star Trek. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my buddy Tawny Newsome and Ben Rogers and a bunch of yeah. cool people on there. I'm curious how a non-Trek fan will react to it uh, for a lot of reasons. So yeah, get back to us on that. Uh, not that you're not a fan. I'm saying like a person who is not like yeah, yeah, yeah. deep in the lore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. As a poser, like get back to us. Yeah, please. <laughs> As a Trek poser, <laughs> please let we're us know. We're big time gatekeepers here. <laughs> <laughs> the next episode that we're going to do, guys, uh, I think, you know, we tried to theme this one to be spooky, even though the Halloween. end of the coming out on yeah. Halloween is. Uh, but yeah, I think next week uh, there should be some sort of big old political election oh, God. thing oh. going on. And the closest thematically that I could find was Chain of Command Part 1. It features the holodeck, and there, it involves the transition of powers. So yeah. hopefully there will be a transition of power coming soon. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, so that's Season 6, Episode 10 of The Next Generation. So watch that. Cool. Cool. All right. Kevin, thanks for thanks for guesting with us. And, and Thanks, guys. This was fun. This crazy yeah. ride. 
Um, yeah. Do you have anything oh, yeah. that you want to shout out uh, to people? Uh, not a ton. I would say I'm on Twitch. Uh, I should be doing some more. I took a little break. But it's at twitch.tv slash Chef Kevin. Um, and this is coming out on Halloween, so I'd say vote if you haven't already. Cool. Yeah. Go vote. Yeah. Please do. Please go vote for sure. Thanks, guys. Yeah, of course. Thanks. Thanks for being here. Um, this anyone want to take outro? This okay, go. I'll do the yeah. outro. Uh, <laughs> an ode to an outro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking ode of shout outro. outs, we have an Instagram. We have a Twitter. Trek to the holodeck. Just Google that. We also have a Discord. The Trek to the Yo. holodeck Discord. So if you find us on Instagram. Uh, you can find our Discord link in there. It's really cool. We got a ranking system. We talk about new episodes of stuff, new discoveries out. So we're talking about that yeah. every week. Would love to hear what your opinions are. Come check it out. Uh, yeah. The computer voice was provided by Verona Blue. Uh, the the intro and outro song was provided by Bodyline, uh, uh, used with permission by the Midwest Collective. And uh, as always, uh, CBS Viacom. Go fuck yourself. Fuck off. This is not something we do for money. This is a fan podcast. Like we're just we just love what you bring to us. So just leave us the fuck alone. You're so desperate, CBS. <laughs> Man, I, I keep getting texts from them. Like it's blowing up my phone it's nonstop. <laughs> like we keep getting season assist letters, but we're gonna keep making the podcast. Like it's just gonna you, keep happening. You guys keep getting season desist letters. I keep getting uh, grapefruit and like water emojis from Viacom CBS. Uh, I don't know that's, why. That's that's Gen Z season season desist. <laughs> you're, you're oh, uh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. I see. I yeah. see. I see. Yeah. 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 All right, folks. Turn me program. We spent virtually every free hour in the Hollow Suite, and for a while I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All holo simulations have been terminated. 